Riot Squad, a female-powered media agency proudly presenting Camp Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania's first and only DIY punk rock summer camp, September 1st through 3rd in Scranton, Pennsylvania. Come camp with us for three nights of non-stop punk rock all weekend long, with over 40 bands and tons of activities. Tickets on sale now at camppunksylvania.com. That's camp, P-U-N-K-S-Y-L-V-A-N-I-A dot com. See you there. Hi, this is Mary Jo, and this is your life, the mixtape. Welcome to another episode of Your Life, the Mixtape. Uh, as always, I, I'm always excited about uh, my guests every week. Uh, but this week, I am especially excited because this week, my guest is one of my favorite people in the entire world. She is one of the smartest, one of the most genuine, one of those people that when you meet them, you just absolutely fall in love with them. Please welcome to the show you know her you love her she is the beautiful she is amazing she's the national fucking treasure that is mary joe hello hi wow i need you to be my publicity person forever now absolutely <laughs> so you are a musician i am um so this this show is you know right up your alley I know. I saw those questions. I was excited. <laughs> so tell me, what's what's your favorite song right now? I am hooked on Matilda by Harry Styles. Oh, good song. That whole the album. Reason, the, the whole album. But the reason is weird because a friend of mine who, like myself, has been sort of walking through this reconstruction of her faith process told me about it. And she says, listen to it. But where the song is talking about Matilda's family, she said, think about it from the perspective of your church family, because that's a, that's that's big lingo in the church, because your church family, think about it as being Matilda's church family. And it's not the perspective Harry Styles intended it to be listened to, I know, but it has, yeah, it's on repeat on my, my playlist right now because of that. Huh, I'm going to, hmm, I'm going to have to take a re-listen and yeah, apply that. I just and... showed my husband the lyrics and said, look at this from the perspective of somebody who grew up in the churches trying to undo somebody else on TikTok used to this entangling, and I love that, um, who's trying to undo the toxicity they grew up in from the church perspective. And he goes, oh, this song hits different. I was like, I don't think that's how Harry <laughs> meant it, that, but yeah. I love Go back that. and listen to it from that perspective. It's, it's, it's powerful. Hmm. Um, who who is an artist uh, that you feel like everybody should be listening to? Um, it's not a, th this artist is getting attention, but there's one of her songs that I don't think gets enough attention. The artist is a, is Adina Menzel. Everybody knows Adina Menzel from Frozen and things, but her song "I Stand" needs some more attention because the song talks about standing with the strange, standing with the brokenhearted, standing with those that society has sort of ignored. Um, that, that don't seem to fit into mainstream society. And it's just, it's a really powerful ballad. 
like I said, everybody knows the singer, but I don't think that song, I have friends that are big fans of hers that had never heard that song until I shoved it into their ears and made them listen. I, I feel like a lot of her kind of non-Broadway, um, like solo artist type work right. gets get overlooked. Yeah. Um, she got one of my favorite Christmas albums ever. She put it out a couple of years ago and it's one of my favorite ever. And I'm a big Christmas music junkie. So, <laughs> but yeah, I don't think she gets a lot of attention beyond, you know, Rent and Wicked and the Frozen movies. Yeah, uh, her her first album uh, is heavy rotation for me. Um, so I feel you there. So taking it back a little bit, uh, what's the first song that you remember hearing? Yeah, see, that's a problematic question. I have racked my brain because I grew up in the church and my earliest memories of church are sitting listening to the adult choir practice when I was like three, four, five years old. So one of my most vivid memories of church would be an Easter cantata that the adults were doing by Bill and Gloria Gaither. Um, They also did a big patriotic one during the bicentennial called Fabric of Freedom. My parents had the album, we listened to it all the time. So I don't know that I can pinpoint one song, but my daddy was a bass, my mom was an alto, my parents loved gospel black gospel southern gospel so i cut my teeth on harmonies tight harmonies listening to them having a dad sing bass in my ear and my mom sing alto in my other ear and the lady behind me sing. you know like i grew up surrounded by vocal harmony all the time i like that i'll allow it good because i can't come up with one title <laughs> for you sorry <laughs> Um, what is the song uh, that makes you cry? Ooh, um, there's a couple, but the one that's for sure going to get me every time is Better Than a Hallelujah by Amy Grant. Oh, good song. Yeah, that I one hits me in the gut every time. Um, what is your guilty pleasure song? Like, it's just, it's a terrible song, but you love it. Baby Got Back. That's not a terrible song. <laughs> or Body Like a Back Road. Like, I also love Body Like a Back Road, which again is not a terrible song, but you don't look at a 53 year old grandmother and go, I bet you that's her jam. I bet you that's her jam. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Um, I, have been, I have been known to uh, just fall in love with like TikTok sounds. So, oh, yeah. That's... Oh, God, yes. <laughs> I walk around work humming TikTok sounds all the time. That uh, right now, my my current TikTok sound obsession is that um, A, B, C, D, E, F, U. Mm-hmm. I love it. I, what is the best song to sing in the shower? Anything that lets me belt. Um, when you're good to mama from Chicago, um, Don't Rain on My Parade from Funny Girl, obviously Defying Gravity from Wicked, but any of those like power belts. When you're a mezzo and you're a belter and you have that, <laughs> all of that echoey space makes you feel like a freaking lost star, so. That's the, the general consensus on, on this question seems to be like the big belting, uh-huh. like just the 11 o'clock number. 
is yep. the ideal so- shower song. Yep. Um, what song best summarizes what love is? Mm, wow. If aliens came down to earth today and said, Mary Jo, uh, what is love? You would put this song on. I would put on um, a song by DC Talk, believe it or not, um, called Love is a Verb. Oh, nice. It's, it, I don't know if you're familiar with DC Talk, but um, I went to college in Grand Rapids, Michigan, and the college was right across the street from the high school where one of the guys in DC Talk attended high school. Um, but the song is all about how love is about action, not about feelings, not about warm, fuzzy emotions. It's about doing things to impact people's lives in a certain way. I love it. So on the flip side of that, um, what is the best song about a breakup? (laughs) Before he cheats. Excellent answer. Excellent answer. Or, I mean, any of those who's been, if your boots been under, Reba McIntyre's Take It Back, any of those where it's like, or, you know, there's the there's the whole um, everything you own in a box to the left. Like any of those where the girl is like, just, I don't need you. Walk away. I, mm, I'll find something better than you in the end. So. I like that. Um, you you mentioned Reba and I I'm, I'm kicking myself because when I put together my playlist of these answers, my answer to this question wasn't, does he love you? And now I'm mad. <laughs> oh, that's a great song, though, too. What is a song that you once loved, but you've listened to it recently and you realize that it's it's terrible? Um, that list is long. <laughs> no, because as someone who grew up in the church and grew up playing for church services and participating on praise teams, um, as you undo the toxicity from purity culture and evangelicalism and all of that, you go back and look at a lot of the songs that were like your go-to ride or die praise and worship songs. And you look at them now through a different lens and you're like, oh, nope, nope, nope. <laughs> like I, there are a lot of songs that have been on my playlist forever that I've just sort of shoved to the side and don't listen to anymore. That's a really long list. And I know I'm not the only person in my situation. There's a lot of us that are sort of going through that reconstruction of our faith that have had to set aside a lot of the music that used to be like our go-to praise and worship stuff because as our ideal shifts, so do our opinions about the lyrics of the songs. Okay. What is the greatest song from a film soundtrack? Oh, what is it called? Love Goes On from The Golden Child. Nice. Excellent choice. One of my absolute favorite love duets ever. Excellent. I love that. Uh, What film has the greatest soundtrack? I'll see. I got to go with like Singing in the Rain or An American in Paris. I got to go old school, golden era musical movies. (laughs) Right on. Yeah. 
What television show has the best theme song? Supernatural. Only because they shifted it sort of to let you, like, it shifted with the seasons. But right. then in the very last episode, they bring back the carry on my wayward son as the very last thing you hear. So I like it. I like it. Um, usually, usually the answer is like without hesitation, Golden Girls. So I mean, I, I like that one too. <laughs> I, I appreciate the change up. Okay, so this next question has uh, has a modifier in the beginning. Um, so your answer to this question, the song has to have appeared in the film. Okay. Okay. What is the best song from a Disney film? Reflection from Mulan. Hmm. First time somebody's used that one. I like it. Good job. Yeah, that's probably one of my favorites. What is the song that whenever it comes on, you just absolutely have to dance? Celebrate by Cool and the Gang. Ooh, nice. I have to get up and do the hustle. I have to. I can't sit through <laughs> that song at all. I love it. Um. What is the song that means the most to you? Not necessarily because of the song itself. The song itself could be garbage. Um, but, you know, because of the memories that you have attached to it. It's actually one that I wrote. Um, my husband's mentor in ministry passed away the same summer my son was born. And so my son, his middle name is after Pastor Fred. because My husband was a youth pastor at the time. Um, and another gentleman in our church had passed away just a few weeks before. And five years after, one of the widows was struggling and wanted something done sort of as a memorial for the men. And I couldn't find anything that I liked. And my husband made the smart comment that, well, maybe it's because you haven't written it yet. So I wrote a song called Legacy that was all about leaving behind a legacy of faith. Um, gave copies to both of the widows and their kids. Um, and it's been done, the recording of it was played at my grandfather's funeral and I sang it at my grandmother's. And it's the one song in the world that I know can make my husband tear up every time he hears it. Excellent answer. That's awesome. And actually, the very first time that um, someone has mentioned a song that they wrote on this show as an answer. So congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. If you were on RuPaul's Drag Race, what would be your ideal lip sync for your life song? For my life song? Oh. Um. I will survive. Excellent answer. Your, your disco hit. You can never go wrong with a good, like, Disco mm -hmm. Diva no, no, no. moment. What is your theme song? My theme song? Boy, that changes all the time. Um, <laughs> right now, it's Reba McIntyre's All the Women I Am. Excellent answer. Excellent song. 
I love it. Um, who is an artist that is considered a one-hit wonder that you feel should have been bigger? There's a lot of them. Um, boy, that's tough. Because I know there are a lot of artists that we consider one-hit wonders, but if you listen to the stuff they did, like that released in Europe, it was big there. Um, the guy that did Mambo Number no. 5, I know, has been huge in other parts of the world, but the only hit he ever had here was that song. But I heard his other stuff, and it's all just as good as that. It just never got any airtime here in the States. And I think there's a lot of performers out there like that. We call them one-hit wonders because they only ever had one song on the American charts, but they've been huge in other parts of the world. It's funny. I recorded an episode of this on Friday and Lou, Lou Bega was, was uh, the answer to that question. Um, yeah, that would probably be my answer too, just because I've liked everything I've ever heard. So Lou Bega, if you are by chance listening to this, um, the, the people want more. So yes, please. <laughs> yeah. What is the song that reminds you of home? Um, it's a Christmas song of all things. <laughs> um, because my, even though my dad was a pastor, he didn't hold Christmas Eve services. Christmas Eve in our house was my dad reading the Christmas story by the lights of the Christmas tree. One of the most sacred experiences I ever had, even though it wasn't in a holy building of any kind. Um, but there is a song called um, One King by a singer named Evie Turnquist. A, she was a Christian singer who was really popular within churches years ago. Um, but that one always, I go right back to the parsonage that we lived in when I was in high school where the Christmas tree was always in the corner. Like I, I can be there in a second the minute I hear that song. Nice, I like that. What is the sexiest song body like a back road excellent answer excellent uh, answer okay but i have to tie that up with um amy grant's christmas song baby it's christmas yes yes where she talks about unwrapping the ribbons and lace and she's yeah. not talking about a gift yeah that's the other one but again that one's so seasonal because it's very specifically yeah so that one's on constant repeat in December and the rest of the year, it's body like a backup. Um, what is the song that defined your generation? Uh, bon Jovi's Living on a Prayer. Ooh, nice. Song still goes hard. I love it. Does. it. It's dope. It still slaps. Um, in your opinion, what is the greatest song ever written? Okay, now my music nerd is going to come out. <laughs> it's true. It's true because my absolute favorite performance experience, I was a music major in college. And um, after I graduated, I was a part of the uh, Grand Rapids Symphonic Chorus that sang with the Grand Rapids Symphony from time to time. And I have had the chance to do Beethoven's Ninth 
which is, we know the tune is joyful, joyful, we adore thee, but we did it in the original German. And I, every rehearsal we did with the symphony, every performance we did with the symphony, all the symphony members were crying, the whole choir was crying. Like it is just this intense, perfect piece. And it's such a nerdy answer to give, I know. <laughs> but when a number that is both symphonic and vocal can make even the instrumentalists cry, I mean, vocalists cry all the time, it's what we do. But when you're even ruining the instrumentalists and wrecking them by the end of the number, that's something. It's just the most intense experience I've ever had as a musician. Excellent answer. These have all been excellent answers. <laughs> Thanks. What song is the one you've listened to the most? Um, this one sticks. Um, I do have to say that I listened to, um, it's the closing song from Funny Girl. I can't think of the title of it off the top of my head right now. Um, but it's, oh my man, I love him so, he'll never know. Um, I've listened to that one ad nauseum. I wore a cassette tape out just re-listening to that song over and over and over again when I was in high school, so. I think that song is called, is just called My Man. I think so. But yes, that's a fantastic song. Well, and I mean, it's Barbara Streisand just going right. off. So. Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> um, what is the greatest music video of all time? Thriller. Only because it set the standard. Like prior to that, all music videos were just sort of these bizarre artistic conception ideas. Um, Thriller told a story and it was one of the first videos, music videos really to do that, to be a little mini movie and it sort of set the standard. Now we look at it, the special effects and go, mm, you would get it done so much more with CG, but for what it was for the technology we had available back in the day, that set a really strong standard for those free telling music videos that would follow. I feel like everybody, save like one or two people, their their answers to the like the answers to this have all been Michael Jackson. Um, that that man knew how to make a music video. He was a showman. He was a showman. He knew he knew how to put on a show, even on a video. What is the greatest musical collaboration of all time? You're going to laugh at this one. And Sink and Phil Collins doing the album version of Trash in the Camp from Tarzan because it proved that the guys of NSYNC could scat. I like that. It's a good answer. Like, I'm, I'm sure it's not the answer you're getting from anybody else. But <laughs> the first time I heard that, I was like, oh, that's impressive. And then I saw Phil Collins interviewed. He goes, I didn't coach them at all. He said, we just ran it to see what would happen. And he goes, everything you're coming from those boys was them. He goes, they weren't coached. I didn't help them. So, yeah, I was very impressed. Nice. Nice. 
And in all fairness, my answer to this is um, David Bowie and Bing Crosby doing the little drummer boy. So that that's close. I mean, that would have been close, but I also love, you know, Ebony and Ivory. I mean, there've been a lot of really yeah. good. I mean, and the entire, let's be brutally honest, the entire Tony Bennett Lady Gaga album was. Yes. Yeah. But, you know. If you could have a song play whenever you enter a room, what would it be? Firework. Nice. By Katy Perry. Excellent answer. I love that. I, that one, either that one or True Colors by Cindy Lauper. Both solid <laughs> answers. Yes. Either one of those. I can see both of them working for you. Absolutely. <laughs> Thanks. Um, what is the song that no matter what kind of playlist that you're making, this song has to be on. <laughs> what I was born to do from Bring It On the Musical. Oh, nice. <laughs> that musical is my guilty pleasure. Like, I'm totally the wrong age. It came out after I was way too old to be in it, but that soundtrack slaps. So I listen to it all the time. But that song is amazing. I agree. Um, I I enjoy bringing on the musical. And um, also, Legally Blonde, the musical, is one that, yeah. I had a chance to play that one with the college locally did it. So, yeah, I've, I've played in the pit for that one. It's fun. All right. So this next question is a three-parter. Oh boy. Um, what is your go-to house cleaning song? Uptown Funk. Excellent. And what is your go-to workout song? Since my workouts are usually just walking Sweet Home Alabama. Excellent. Excellent. The original version or Jules? Oh, version? yeah, the original. Oh, no, the original. And what is your go to driving song? Um, um, Death of a Bachelor by Mannequin for Disco. Fuck yes. <laughs> Love that. I mean, Brendan Yeri, how do you how do you not? This is true. This is true. So this song, this, this song, uh, this next question uh, is also multi-part. It's just two parts this time. Okay. Um, first part is what is one song you would give anything to see played live? And the second part is, would it be a cover or would it be by the original artist? It would be burn from Hamilton by the original actress to play the role because Philippa Sue is a queen yes so it would be burn from Hamilton with Philippa singing it period end of discussion <laughs> 
All right. So, um, you have died and you are um, at the gates of whatever sort of afterlifey type thing that uh, you believe in. And before they will let you through the gates um, as part of your uh, welcome wagon gift, they are making a mixtape of your life. Now, the most important question that um, you will answer in this time that we have spent together. Mary Jo, what is the first song on that mixtape? Brown-eyed girl. Fuck yes, it is. Because my daddy, my daddy used to sing it to the two of his three daughters that were brown-eyed. So that would be it. That would be the one. That is fucking fantastic. Yeah. Absolutely adore that. Um, so we, we have come to the end of the show. Uh, if you have anything that you would like to plug, if you'd like to give the kids at home your um, social media handle so they can find you, and I highly recommend that they do. My social, the easiest way to find me on social media is um, TikTok's where I'm the most active. And my username is just my first name, Mary Joe.Lauk, no capital letters. And then I just have a, um, a link there that has all of my other socials on it. You can find me anywhere. So, yes, uh, everyone listening to this at home and all over the world, uh, do yourself a solid and uh, go follow Mary Jo. Um, you, will, you will not regret it. Um, thank you so much for well, being thanks here. Thanks for thinking of me. I was flattered to get the email. I have I have enjoyed this um, immensely. You made me think hard. That's, that's been <laughs> a challenge. I'm like, ooh. Love this podcast? Consider supporting this show. You decide how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Visit the link in the episode description to support now.